welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here, we're going to get real about what it takes to host a profitable event, how to actually get sponsorships, and we'll dive into the world of virtual, hybrid, and live events in an ever-changing industry. Stay tuned for our episodes where we have exciting interviews with sponsors and people that have mastered their own virtual and hybrid events. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get right into it. How to find sponsors in 2022? It's a good question and I've heard it a lot, especially from newbie event hosts or from people that don't understand how to actually find, go out into the world and see who is the best person to sponsor my particular event, virtual, hybrid, or live. And we want to be able to empower ourselves with information. And that really comes down to research and really comes down to target audience research. You know, building a company, a list of companies that makes sense. It doesn't just mean scratching them down and hoping for the best and sending out an email to info at the company domain, because that's going to backfire. And you're going to say, Alicia, I don't, I don't know why this didn't work out. I sent out a hundred emails. I got no responses. I heard crickets, right? Probably shaking your head in the audience. That definitely is not a way to get sponsors, right? That's probably the, the last thing I would ever do. Cold outreach, definitely you can do it, but there's a strategic way to, in order to cold outreach, which I'll talk about in a second. It's first about looking at, again, researching the companies that you think potentially could be, and there's tools out there. You can go to like findasponsorithink.com. There's tools out there that you can definitely look at, but I like my good old fashioned research ways. I'm hosting an event and I'm gonna give you this example. It's called CurlyCon. It's for all my curly hair girls. And I'm doing a virtual experience, three days, and I'm gonna look at sponsorship. And I'm gonna think about who is going to be the best sponsor in order for funding, for brand experiences, for booth opportunities. And I'm gonna look at the industry, okay? I'm gonna go and say, okay, From my perspective, what I personally need is drying tools. I need brushes. I need products. I need a microfiber hair cloth. I mean, there's a whole thing there. So I'm going to think about every kind of subcategory. Take this now second example as to a business conference. Okay, very general. It's a very general conference. Let's make it women's business conference for ladies who are less than five years in business. What do they need in particular? right? Maybe they need a website. Maybe they need an online accounting software. Maybe they need SEO services. Maybe they need a a bank account for business. Maybe they need to open a business and, and apply for a license. You think about everything that that business conference in particular needs and attracts. The audience will tell you what they need and they want based on, again, your research, your ideal target, right? Avatar your ideal client, who is coming, because sponsors want direct access to your audience. Remember that. I'm hosting a curly hair curl conference. Sponsors like Dyson love curly hair girls because I did my research. I've seen they've sponsored posts of many, many celebrities or sorry, uh, influencers in the curly hair space. And I'm going to approach them with a very strategic 
here's what I would love from you, Dyson, as a potential sponsor opportunity. And I know because I did my research. I look at their avatar. I look at who they're marketing to. I see their commercials. I signed up for their mailing list. All of these activities are research. You can also hire somebody for research 100% if you don't have the time and the effort and the energy. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure, again, we are very much in the know. So we know when we're going to pitch that it's going to be an 80% open rate. It's going to be a 50% success rate in coming to an, uh, an actual call. And then the follow-up thereafter. We know very specifically who we are targeting. And that is the most important key why people fail because they're just going to their local banks, which sometimes is fine depending on what you're looking for, or they're going to Toyota, or they're going to many different companies because they like the product, which is good. I'm glad you like it, but does it make sense? Because it's not in alignment. And if it's not helping your sponsor and their audience, then it's not a match. And sponsors many, have many different audiences. They have many different departments in some cases. Big five, Fortune 500 companies, they have different things and, and you know, sports going on. And you know, Pepsi, one of our clients, they, they sponsor the Super Bowl, all of that fun stuff. But there's also different initiatives and there's also different target audiences for different initiatives or different, let's say, budget line items, right? We actually did a sponsorship with for their a business development conference. And we utilize not maybe the sponsorship item, we attached it to their business development line item out of their budget allocation. Because we were offering a VIP service, we were offering a VIP roundtable discussion with executive COOs, and we provided a list of who would be there. And it was very, very important for this business to be in the same room as them, albeit it was virtual but it still made sense for them to attend. So remember, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but your sponsors want direct access to your audience. So really think about who you're coming into. And at the end of the day, the key to selling sponsorships as we move into kind of the next section is, and especially in the hybrid age, is to have open conversations and ask questions that will help identify and create high-value sponsorship activations. That will help your sponsor have the ROI, whatever that may look like for them, because each sponsor is going to be very, very different. So when you come with tiers and gold, silver, bronze, platinum, that's on the out. And I'm telling you this right now. Take a note, right? The key to this new world is having open conversations and asking questions, become armed. One of our clients that we've done sponsorship for secured a sponsorship for 20,000, her first event by Visa. And it was because I coached her and I told her, you need to have an open conversation. What does that look like for Visa and what do they want in return, right? Don't let your gold, virtual, bronze, silver, platinum packages predetermine what the sponsor wants. It's just like me telling somebody in the audience, hey, Christina, uh, I'm sure you need my curly hair products, but guess what? You're not a curly hair girl. Or maybe it's Michelle or Michaela 
She has beautiful pink hair. Maybe she wants a blonde dye. Probably not. She doesn't want that. So at the end of the day, it's having open and honest conversations with your sponsor and become armed with information. Who have they sponsored before? Do research, right? You can Google this. This is not hard work. This is just work at this point. Google, where have they been? Who have they sponsored? What have they done in the past? And again, when you come armed with this information, you're again, you're creating and identifying a high value sponsorship. Outline your process. Outline what it looks like to come on board with you in the new world of hybrid. Guess what, sponsor? You know, I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. Might feel like I'm, you know, trying to analyze you and try, but we want the best because I do think this sponsorship opportunity is going to create high ROI for you and meaningful relationships. You're going to go through the questions and then you're going to identify what it's like to work with you because I'm hearing a lot of different, again, a lot of different um, opinions and opportunities here when. They say, well, the sponsorship was great, but I didn't like working with that company or client because the sponsorship journey was a little rocky. I didn't understand the booth. I didn't know what to do. I didn't get enough response. And so remember, it's not just sometimes about the money, which yes, money makes the world go round, but it's also not just about that. Some sponsors want to have those beautiful relationships that they come back to every year because of, you know, they're warm, they're inviting, it was professional. They helped them throughout that journey. So, and remember, we want to think about the old way of doing sponsorships don't work anymore. There's a difference between the art of in-person, you know, event engagement, and then the, the science of the virtual data-driven event engagement, right? So how do you take this and really implement it? So I'll share some questions that you can take into your next sponsor meeting that will get you results like they have for me. Remember, 15 million and counting, right? We want to think about going into your conversation and you need to intimately know their company. You need to know why you're going after them. I'm sounding like a broken record, but you want to touch on the budget. You want to touch on, you know them like the back of your hand. Well, I know you sponsored this company. I see that you're doing these initiatives, right? Don't come in blind. Really have an idea on how to activate the community to interest them, to get them interested in the brand. And if you can address this, you'll impress them, right? At the end of the day, you go in there and you're like, well, I don't know too much about the company. Just like when you're applying for a job and you see that company and you're like, I'm going to research it. I'm going to listen to the podcast. I'm going to go out and do all these things. And then you come in armed. Well, I know you started in 2009. I know you did an initiative for this XYZ. I know that you sponsored this company. The more that you know, the more that you're empowered with that knowledge to come to them and say, I love your brand. I love your company. I I have products with you. This is how it's changed my life. And I want my audience to feel the same and to experience the same. You can add in a personal journey, but uncovering what makes your sponsor tick is the goal of your call. 
The goal of that initial call is not to close the deal, right? Sounds crazy, but I use every call as kind of a discovery as to kind of peel back the layers of what my sponsor wants. I'm not going to say, are you in for platinum? Are you in, right? Start with like when, what, how, why to uncover those historic details that you need to close the sale after in a secondary call, in, a, in subsequent emails, right? You need to learn to approach them as to when do you plan your sponsorship budgets for the year? Such a great question to ask. Because if they close at the end of June and your event is in May and you're approaching them in May, right? We don't probably have a chance. But at least you know, most budgets end at the end of the year. So you know that, let's say if your event is in October, your timeline to start pitching them is probably a good four to five months in, in advance. And again, pro tip, we're going to kind of segue here in, in a second. But if your event you don't have subsequent time and energy to approach them, you're not going to be able to get that sponsorship you need and deserve. And again, I'm telling you, if your event is in October and you're approaching them in September, it is probably not going, 99.9% is not going to work. Sometimes, yes, you've got the magic little unicorn horse, okay? Or my daughter drew me the other night a, a donut, a donut kitty unicorn. Okay, so you maybe have that magical donut kitty unicorn that says yes, but 99.9% of, of, of actual sponsor deals take minimum four, three to four months, right? At a very minimum. Virtual events, a little bit easier. So I'm going to say three to four months, but in a live setting, right? We, we are doing a couple of really big tech conferences for June, I think it's May and June, and we started literally the day after the event ended. So our strategic approach was we're approaching the sponsor the day after the event ended. We're going to go to them. Here's our approach. Here's what we're going to do. And we're already at, by almost end of fiscal year, over six figures, just a, just a little bit under. So again, imagine that you need the time and you may be the fastest email communicator in the world but maybe they're not because they're bombarded with hundreds of emails. They've got different you know, opportunities coming in. They have client meetings. They have to come back to their team. Decision maker or not, most of the time it's a team decision, okay? Depending on the company, right? Medium to large companies. Smaller companies, maybe go to the decision maker and that's great. You have to learn what they're looking for in an opportunity and then start brainstorming your offer during the call. And so write these down. They are going to help you and they're going to change the way you do sponsor calls. What was the absolute best activation you've participated in, in your opinion? Why? What does ROI look like for you? And is it different when you're ta we're talking about virtual versus live? Okay, so that's question number two. Question number three, why did you decide to sign on with your last opportunity, your last, let's say, large sponsor opportunity. Again, depending on who you're identifying. And then what does your mix of live and virtual sponsorship activations look like right now? Like what percentage are you doing of each? Are you doing live? Some companies and their mandates are not traveling until 2023. Some companies are just like, no, we're not traveling. We're only doing virtual. 
Some companies are like, yeah, we can, we're going to see, we have a meeting in December, maybe we'll do Q1, maybe not. So it's really important that you understand what they're doing because in the back of your mind, and as you're talking to them on paper, writing all their information down, better yet, if you can record it, then you can go back and say, okay, great. So I'm collecting this information. I'm looking at the virtual activations. So they're not traveling right now. They signed on their last opportunity because it made sense for them. And you'll probably hear that a lot. Oh, it just made sense for us to do this. Okay, but why? <laughs> Did it make sense? And usually when they say it makes sense, it's because it was the right audience at their event, right? A lot of it has to do with the target audience. You need to understand this point. To learn how they connect with their audience and how that relates to what you can offer, right? So how does your audience usually engage with your brand? How does this engage? Do you have product? Do you have a service? What do you have? What activations do you think would speak to your target audience based on what you see? The greatest results. Like, what do you, do you want a speaking opportunity? Do you want gamification? Do you want a podcast recording? And remember, my virtual sponsorship system outlines, I think, almost 101 opportunities for live activations. So you don't have to get stuck. Like, what do I offer than just a keynote? Which is always a great thing to offer in, in sessions, but there's also creative outside-of-the-box opportunities. And I'm going to talk about a few of them in, in a bit. So what activations do you think would speak to your uh, target audience best based on what you've seen with the greatest results? And then what do you want your audience to take away from uh, your virtual or physical space when sponsoring an event? Okay. So those are eight questions you can start with. And then you can, you can also start with the if, right? So we did what? We did the questions about what, but we also want to do if statements. If to uncover exactly what they want now and in the future. So if, if budget wasn't a concern, <laughs> what would your ideal sponsorship partnership look like? If there were no limits on tech and creativity, what activation would you create for your brand? And maybe there's another way that you can create that through your platform, through opportunities. You need to know inside out what your platform and or opportunities could be. If it's a virtual like Zoom event, what apps can you integrate? What other things can you do? Can you connect it to Kahoot? Can you do, like, there's so many different opportunities, even if it's just a simple Zoom event. If you had to choose between virtual or in-person activations, which would you go for and why? And it's a good question to ask. It's a great question. I love listening to, well, I like virtual, but my team likes in-person, so maybe a hybrid option. And very intently listen to this conversation. Again, a very key point. Seems simple, doesn't it? But it's not. I've listened into too many conversations where it's all about the event host. It's all about the event host. Well, we, 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 and me, 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 but we're not asking any questions to that sponsor that's kind of sitting there and thinking, well, what's in it for me? Two-way street, okay? Now, Remember, the future of sponsorship lies in customization. And with those responses, you're going to create custom packages. And the goal is designing those kind of activations that spark connection, that spark the audience fit, natural activations, whatever it is that they had told you. 
Um, and don't discount, right? Here's my pro tip. Don't discount a virtual event, right? Price higher and provide extreme, extreme value. Extreme value to the point where like, I cannot believe that this person did this. I cannot believe that you provided all this stuff for X amount of dollars. We, we tripled our income. We did this. We did that. Because at the end of the day, if it's not memorable and you didn't care about them, why are they going to return? If you want a one and done kind of investment, then that's definitely what you should do is just, you know, not take them through the journey, as I mentioned. I love that you joined me today for this power hour of sponsorships in 2022. And go to Instagram. Like, what are you working on? Give me a quick follow. Give me a quick tag and say, Alicia, I can't do this, or I've had challenges, or here's what I need most help with because I'm collecting data as well, right? I'm collecting your questions and your, and this is, again, great way to understand target audiences, right? Do a poll on LinkedIn or your social media for your own events and for your own work so you can understand who you're serving and what your audiences want the best. So as we wrap up here, three key points to remember. Number one, write this down. Sponsors want direct access to your audience. I know I sound like a broken record. Sponsors want direct access to your audience. Number two, sponsors are going to want a customized experience as we move into the unknown world of 2022. They want a custom experience. And number three, Give them a journey that they can talk about. Relationships are important. The business deal is amazing, but at the end of the day, we want that relationship. We want that. They're going to come back year after year and say, that was the best. Gail was the perfect person to talk to. She helped me along the way. Or Marianne, she provided an excellent experience, great ROI, and you went in and we can't wait to sign for the next year. Sponsors are going to want your long-term relationship, your goals, your journey. They're just like humans like you and I. And treat them just like a human, right? They're not, they're not, you know, this put them on a pedestal and, and untouchable. They're just like you and I. They have kids. You know, a lot of my sponsors, I say, I send them Merry Christmas cards, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah whatever they're celebrating. I know when their birthdays, I know one sponsor, she shares the same birthday as I do. I remember every year, I'm gonna remember who they are because they're just humans. All right, folks, thanks so much for joining me today. It's Finding Sponsors in 2022. I have a, every, every Tuesday, Thursday, I'm hopping on Clubhouse and talking about some things sponsors, some things virtual hybrid events, and sometimes how to get the best profits for your event. So feel free to give me a follow and I'll see you on the other side. Thanks so much for joining. Cheers. You are a rock star for listening to today's episode. And I want to hear from you. Head on over to Instagram, at Eventistry by Alicia. Give me a quick follow and then slide into my DMs. God, I hate that term, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. Slide into my DMs and let me know what was the worst virtual event that you've ever been to. I'm going to do a next episode on this.